What's up, everyone? This is Joe from Rio Talk NFT, where we talk everything Web3. And of course, always my co-host, Brian McNutt. I'm really excited today. It took us a while, but we got on DT, one of the co-founders of San Fran Tokyo. Uh, welcome, DT. I have so many questions for you. I know we have very limited time, but uh, thank you for joining us. No, thank you for having me. I know it took, it took some time. Apologies for that, but uh, happy to be here and uh, excited to talk. Yeah, I, I mean, two reasons. I, I'm actually in San Francisco, okay? And I'm actually a holder of San Fran Tokyo. So full disclosure, I owned one and been following the journey ever since, you know, all your announcements about uh, pre, you know, cool. I'm, okay, I'm going to save that for later. I know I'm going to talk about cool cats. <laughs> we're going to talk about so many things. Um, uh, but before I ruin it, why don't you just give us a quick intro about yourself, about, you know, how, how you got involved with San Fran Tokyo? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, oh, every time I get this question, I always have to think about how far to go back because I don't want to bore people, but at the same time too, it's, you know, I think it helps, uh, you know, it helps with a bit of context as to sort of what my background is. But, um, you know, I, I, I have a comp sci degree, you know, so for me, uh, tech has always been, you know, I've been always been a technologist for as long as I can remember. Um, you know, I think being Asian as well, a bit older than I look. Uh, so, you know, I remember the, the, the early days of the internet where we had to sort of plug in the dial up modem and, you know, wait for that ringing noise. And my brother would be sort of storming my room, telling me off because he's waiting for a call from his girlfriend. Uh, so all of that, um, you know, we remember the days, but I think when, when, when Web3 came along, when blockchain came along, uh, it really made, uh, made me realize, okay, this is going to be the next phase. You know, we lived through the internet era. Um, we've seen that we're, we're watching the evolution of the, of, of the internet as right before our eyes. And it was an opportunity uh, to really, you know, take it, take a step into it, you know, and I think that that's something that uh, I think many of us in the space just couldn't ignore. Um, so, at, you know, with my comp sci degree, I spent about 10 years in corporate, uh, uh, both in Australia and in London. And then when I got back from that, I actually started a business. Uh, and over the next uh, eight years, I eventually grew that business and sold it. Uh, and after the exit, I was trying to figure out what was next. It was a, a funny story, actually, because uh, during that phase, um, you know, after I'd I'd invested in crypto in two seventeen, uh, you know, I read the the white paper and was like, okay, this is really cool, but wasn't really uh, still focusing on the business. I never really went deep, um, and you know, it wasn't until sort of years later after I sold the agency that I was just a bit lost, trying to figure out, okay, well, I've spent so much time in this business, so what what's next? Um, and I met a, a VC actually uh, for lunch, and we 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 caught up and connected and. Uh, we after the sort of that lunch, I went back. We tried to connect on LinkedIn, and uh, to my surprise, his LinkedIn profile was a, a, a mutant ape, a Macy. Mm. And I was like, "What is going on? Like this? He's got this ugly ass picture of this, you know, snotty nose ape for his professional profile picture." And then I, it hit me. I was like, "Okay, there's got to be more to this because, you know, why on earth would he be making such a, a bold statement?" Um, and that's when I went down the rabbit hole, you know, and, and uh, haven't looked back since. And so for me. You know, I've just basically known this is going to be the next decade, two decades of my life, basically. Um, but that's how I got into Web3. That's sort of how, uh, you know, we're here now building. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll jump into uh, how I met SFT and the team. Uh, but, yeah, so I thought I'd share that first anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's great to hear your background and how you actually run successful businesses. Because so much of 2020, all the way up to 2022 even, was people that didn't know how to run a business, just running on mm -hmm. NFT projects, uh, looking for funding 
you know, and throwing out a white paper and roadmap and with a lot of empty promises. But you guys are definitely not that. You know, you have some backing from a very big company, Animoca. Can you tell us about how the San Francisco Tokyo idea came about? Are you a big yeah. anime fan? Fan? Um, was it just a niche that you saw? Yeah, tell yeah, us a little bit sure, about sure. that. No, that's a great question. Um, so, so uh, to continue on from the story that I, I told before, so uh, you know, after that stint, uh, jumping into um, Web three, you know, I started another agency with a friend. Uh, I met the guys uh, at uh, at Collection, uh, and we basically hit it off. Um, from that, I basically then just went all in, and you know, we uh, over the course of uh, the ensuing weeks, uh, I was up in Tokyo with uh, Young, who's the other co-founder of Central Tokyo, and that during that period, we, we strategically built and designed the whole ecosystem uh for you know what it is we're building now so it was a it was an exciting time because um it was around the same time as well uh Daisuke Iwase who's the, who's the the original co-founder of collection and uh there's the the current CEO uh was actually being appointed as CEO of Animoca Japan um and it was just a it was like watching a you know us trying to design this this ecosystem and, and looking at all the amazing pieces that we had on the board like what could we do and build out of all of this? And uh, the company itself had already started pivoting into anime. Uh, and as an anime fan as well, uh, growing up on anime too, uh, you know, it was almost like a dream come true. It's like, okay, well, we get to build in in a niche, in a subculture that we absolutely just have so much affinity for um, and then really try to wrap the technology around it and to, to build something that's going to be impactful. Uh, you know, it was a lot of fun to be completely honest um, and really exciting to say, okay, well, if we look at Animoca Brands as a company, if we look at Animoca Japan as a company, if we look at all the connections and networks that we have within Collection as a, as a company, what can we actually build from this? Uh, and that's really where San Francisco was born, uh, you know, and the, and the whole concept around, uh, you know, how we could actually affect change was to really look at how we could power anime culture globally through that platform uh, that is Web3. Yeah, that is a lot. It's a big undertaking. So I guess it set the stage for people looking at this from the outside who are not anime fans, what issues, you know, or inefficiencies can Web3 solve? I know that mm -hmm. you guys look into kind of, I want to say tackle everything, but you you have a, you have a, a, a big, you know, um, there's a lot of things that you guys are rolling out. 100%. Yeah. No, that's a really good question too. And, and you know, I think when uh, I talk about it at a high level, it, it feels like it's, it's a lot, you know, we're trying to take on the world. Um, but I think the exciting thing was really, okay, trying to look at the long-term vision and then roll back and then, and, and start taking baby steps from where we are. Um, one of the key things, I think uh, we have two, two products, I guess, at this point in time that uh, most people are aware of. Uh, one is WeBox and the other one is San Francisco. Um, You know, San Francisco, you can sort of think of as like a a decentralized city, you know, and we had a, a Genesis Mint for that, which is, you mentioned you, you, uh, purchased late last year so really thankful for that um but that was an opportunity for us to start to build a community around uh you know anime fans you know that was a really big um opportunity for us to look at that venn diagram of web3 uh native users and anime fans and sort of understand you know can we build a, a strong community just based on fandom uh and i can see some of the figurines that you've got in the background i'm sure you've got a good collection of figurines at home uh but that was really a good foundation for us. And I think that was one thing that we could all really vibe with. Um, the other thing is WeBox. You know, WeBox, you can sort of think of as, you know, as one of our core uh, product pillars, strategic product pillars within the company is uh, sort of like our flagship digi physical or, you know, digital pillar. Um, you know, we're focused on anime figurines and collectibles. 
Uh, and you know, as we know, like merchandising is a huge market within the anime uh, within anime culture. Um, with also our and network and 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 you know the opportunity and the reach that we have within Japan uh, as well as with Animoca Japan, it was the sensible uh, you know first sort of pillar to try to tackle. Uh, you know, and tokenizing real world assets uh, is you know an obvious way to try to uh, I guess amplify a brand affinity. Uh, you know, and to add a sort of you know increased perceived value for for things that people are already collecting. So, yeah, we see that. Yeah, that's a great great answer. And I was a victim of um, not digital authenticity. I purchased a yeah. physical from a mall. Believe it or not, that was fake. Of a, it was a Naruto. Oh, really? It was an anime figure. So I I definitely see the need because I got scammed firsthand buying from a mall that, that I thought was you know you don't buy uh, sell fake things at a mall, but it happened to me. Um, so that's the first thing. Thank you for, you know, pushing the envelope forward in, in that, in that regard. And I see that you're doing a lot of partnerships. Is there, was that, you know, thought out, uh, you wanted to do a partnership or did, or was there maybe some talks of, Hey, we want to create our own lore. I know that that's probably maybe still in the works with, um, you guys are launching, you know, your own PFP called visions, you know, there's a lot of questions in there, but yeah, please. Yeah, no, that's a good, that is a good question. There's quite a lot to unpack there. And uh, I think from the outside in, it does look like we're trying to do a lot of different things. Uh, and the reality is like we are, we're trying to build a lot of these these puzzle pieces together and they are going to click together at some point. Um, but, you know, two of the product main product pillars that we have uh, is, you know, one is, is around original IP, you know, trying to actually build our own global brand. So having that ability uh, to, you know, create our own lore, to have a foundational narrative uh, that can also be wrapped around the brand. Uh, it serves two purposes. You know, one, we can build something um, that we can also then give back to holders. Something that we can also then have, uh, you know, as 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 our own IP that we can obviously, uh, you know, grow and, and leverage from as well. But secondly, it also provides an amazing uh, on ramp as well to bring other IP into the ecosystem. You know, one of the best ways uh, for me growing up, anyway, like was when I saw. Uh, IP come together when you saw crossovers. Um, you know, I think the ultimate peak of the Marvel MCU was when we watched, we all watched Avengers, right? Where everybody came together and everybody was colliding. Um, you know, this Ready Player One world is something that we all dream of. And uh, having uh, multiple IPs that you have affinity for come together is really something that we're also striving for. Um, it's also a statement as well on our part from building IP. Like we, uh, we say quite often, you know, we're trying to, this is, we're building something bigger than ourselves, you know, really trying to actually advocate for IP, both in Web 2 and Web 3, um, you know, and we're also eating our own dog food because a lot of the products that we're trying to build is more than just for us. It's also about trying to build for Web 2 IP, traditional, uh, you know, old OG IP and new IP, also Web 2 and Web 3 IP, and have business models that can be scalable. Um, and if we ourselves build our own IP, we can also leverage that and also eat our own dog food and, and apply it to those business models as well. Um, so the IP aspect is very important. It's one as well that we know we want to make sure as well that we try to do it in the best way possible. So, you know, we have, uh, you know, one of our advisors, he's also uh, editor-in-chief at Young Manga as well. He's he's helping us write and edit edit the script and, and you know, the law around it. And uh, we're working with Manga Card that he's uh, obviously recommended to to try to build out the story and, and you know, do all the artwork and whatnot. So, you know, we, we are trying to do it properly uh, and really... Um, you know, I'm a consumer. I love I love uh, watching anime and reading manga, but I'm not a writer. <laughs> um, you know, as much as I feel like my ideas are great, like it's, it's not a professional standpoint. So having that opportunity to do that is, is definitely uh, 
you know, a lot of not only a lot of fun, but also uh, great to watch as well. Um, and then, you know, the other uh, area in terms of partnerships, uh, as I mentioned before, you know, there's, I guess there's a couple of things that we're trying to do with regards to IP. Um, you know, one is, is uh, officially licensing, you know, anime IP at the moment or Japanese IP uh, and trying to bring it into Web3. Uh, and it's it's definitely been a challenging uh it's been a challenging feat you know because for for many different reasons i think traditionally working with ip and, and licensing uh, especially in japan uh is just challenging in and of itself but then also trying to do it in a way where we're bringing them into web3 um is is also uh challenging as well i mean the the industry as a whole they're excited about the technology it's just that there's no precedence for it so it's really difficult to sometimes visualize what it is that the technology is going to be doing to actually help grow the industry. Uh, so a lot of times, you know, we're trying to rework contracts and, and um, you know, leverage off existing contracts to, to tweak it so that it can work for the new world. But in a lot of cases, we're trying to actually build and show exactly what it is we're trying to do so that we can then move the needle forward in that regard. Um, and then the other side of things is, uh, you know, the Cool Cats announcement, which I think you alluded to before, uh, working with IP, you know, arguably as well, we have, you know, a pretty good reach and network within the, within the East. So being able to help uh, projects and that we see have great potential that can potentially uh, you know, ultimately be sub-licensed out and actually, you know, we can work with them to help them grow and you know, reach wider audiences within that region uh, is something that we're also working to do as well. Got it. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was an acquisition or it's a strategic <laughs> investment of sorts. I'm like, what is that Cool Cats announcement? But whatever it was, it was pretty cool. So and yeah. not only Coolcast, we see only one force, you know, within your WeBox uh, that you're including uh, and you're uh, maybe more in the work. So uh, definitely cool to see you working with not only big name brands with IP and, and within J Japan anime, but also, you know, in the Web3 board already. And you being a Zuki holder, maybe, you know, in the Zuki <laughs> partnership yeah. come out of this. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how we go. We'll see how we have a pretty good relationship with the team. So we'll see how things play out. Mm. Has there been any uh, uh, San Fran, Tokyo? So sure. there is a San Fran Okio. There's no issues with that, right? Uh, not you not, know about that? Yeah, I mean, we, yeah, we, uh, I mean, like, I'm not gonna lie, you know, Baymax uh, and Bikira Six was, you know, I, I love the movie. You know, I think that uh, there's, but having said that, you know, I think that one of the things that we mulled over in terms of actually calling it San Fran Tokyo was uh, what is it? At the time, what is it that we were trying to represent? You know, we love the idea of having, uh, you know, the innovation, innovative sort of uh, association with what San Francisco Tokyo was and, and, and what, it, you know, what it was known for. Uh, and then also everything that we love about the East and, and that convergence of the two, it, it just made so much sense. And we mulled over it for a long time trying to figure out what other name could better represent that. And we just, for the life of us, couldn't think of anything else that could better represent that. Um, so we went to our legal counsel and said, hey, this is what we want to do what do you think uh and you know at the end of the day you know uh you know she said look it's it's fine there's uh you guys are doing something completely different you know we um you know being inspired is one thing but at the end of the day too we haven't taken anything from from you know from any other sources from any of the other references in that so from us uh you know we're totally fine mm. ready to back it <laughs> <laughs> I have so many questions, but Brian, if, feel free to jump in, Brian. I know I just jump in ahead here uh, with every question I have. <laughs> well, well, you know, the question I have, Joe's a huge fan of the project and he's been talking it up for so so long and I've been following as closely as I can. 
tell me a little bit about the San Fran Tokyo Genesis Pass and what um what what people get access wise and what that pass gives you and what type of connection that might have with the Visions PFP. Yeah, for sure. That's a good question. So uh as I mentioned before, I mean the Genesis Pass initially was a bit of an experiment. You know, we wanted to see uh what that Venn diagram looked like between Web3 uh natives and also anime fans. Uh, so it was actually an application gated process, which meant that we asked questions around, uh, you know, what was people's favorite anime and, you know, if they have a my anime list account, could they link their account so we could have a look at what they, what they, what they've been watching or what they, you know, how long the account's been ex- in existence for. Um, and it was pretty easy to actually tell, you know, what was botted and what wasn't. Um, so I feel like, you know, after manually sort of going through and vetting all of those applications, I think we received about 14,000 applications. Wow. Uh, and mind you, this was sort of in the depth of the bear as well. So uh, it was a pretty, pretty quiet time. Um, you know, I, f- I feel like we've, we've got a pretty, we built a pretty strong community on the back of that, but it was a free mint. Uh, and, and uh, you know, I think what we've, sort of plan it was a 2000 supply but what we planned for that sorry the rain i don't know if you guys can hear the rain now but it's getting pretty loud for me so oh that's awesome yeah i don't hear it either really it's like like, yeah so anyway so the application data process uh you know we minted uh and 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 it minted out pretty much uh immediately so that was uh, that was really successful um but you know considering as a free mint as well uh we, we you know we weren't really expecting it not to um, but since then, uh, you know, the idea of the Genesis Pass, you can sort of think of it as a studio pass. Uh, you know, it's it's ultimately the pass that we're going to give all the benefits to in the long run. Uh, what we're building with the Anime Foundation, with Webox, and any other future partnerships as we continue to roll out. Um, how it's connected with Visions is that we, uh, the Genesis Pass uh, has since evolved into these power bands. Uh, and there's three different tiers, but the bands themselves they're not unique um, as a Genesis or Studio Pass. Uh, they're there to provide the highest level of perks and, and, and utility back to to the people that believed in us in, in, from the very beginning. Uh, so we've been wanting to for a very long time build out a, a PFP collection because uh, we wanted to actually grow the community and have a way to give people an identity. Uh, but it also leads into what we're doing with the foundation as well. Uh, so the Visions collection itself uh, rolls back into this idea of uh, sort of anime reputation and identity, which we're we're sort of wrapping around, uh, you know, the greater ecosystem. Nice. I didn't get a rare Genesis band. I'm not mad at that, uh, <laughs> but uh, I do. I do have the lowest tier band that was revealed, so I'm excited to at least be in the in the game. Um, but but yeah, knowing that is going to have you know longevity within the, the ecosystem is great to hear. And I can't wait for a sneak peek of divisions because just with the bands, you guys are absolutely, you know, um, on the up and up with, you know, the, the collaborations with partnerships that most people cannot even, you know, get in contact with. And that's something that makes me excited about San Francisco is because you guys aren't there by proxy. Well, maybe you're in Australia now, but the CEO is in Japan. He's also the CEO of Animoca. And can you tell us about that? How's, how has yeah. that been working with, uh, the CEO who's, you know, also a CEO of Animoca Japan. Yeah, for sure. It's, uh, I mean, Japan's a weird and wonderful place, you know. Uh, you know, I love going to Japan and you mentioned you're going back uh, soon as well, yeah. right? So, I mean, I, I love the country. Uh, I love the culture. Um, and, you know, Japan, I, I love the work ethic as well in Japan. You know, I think that their attention to detail uh, is something to be admired, uh, you know, and I think that, you um, 
because of that as well, they're very sought after in terms of business relations. But the reality is as well, it's very difficult to, uh, you know, build strong business relations. You know, a lot of it is based on relationships and it, a lot of it is based on friendships uh, that have developed over many, many years. So having that opportunity to, uh, for Daisuke anyway, to, uh, you know, sort of be at the helm of that has definitely opened up a lot of doors. Um, you know, he, like he himself is a very successful businessman in Japan as well. So he, uh, he's, he's, I mean, he's a bit of a celebrity in that he, uh, he's, he's an author. Um, he also IPO Japan's first uh, digital life insurance company called LifeNet. Um, you know, and uh, he, after sort of finishing that, he, uh, he started a collection and then uh, Animoka was actually uh, basically led both rounds for that, for that investment. Uh, and then uh, over the years, they then tapped him on the shoulder to then head up the, the Japan subsidiary. So, um, we're very, very lucky, very fortunate uh, to have that, I guess, and have Daisuke in our corner. Um, but, you know, having having the opportunity to, when we go over there, also to work closely with the Animoka Japan team uh, and also the Hong Kong team uh, has given us a, not only strategically, a, a much broader range of scope to try to really dream bigger, uh, but also then having the resources as well to, be able to go to the legal team at Animoka or go to the tokenomics team and actually sit down with them and workshop through things. So it's been incredibly uh, beneficial. Uh, and, you know, I think that we're in a very fortunate position. Nice. Yeah, I imagine it to Chinese culture in China, uh, where, you know, it's all about relationships, just like you mentioned. And, and that's probably why a lot of things haven't happened, you know, within Japan, the Japanese brands, you know, although a lot of people wanted to mimic, you know, the success of anime, they haven't really gotten the partnerships that you guys have. And just to shout it out, you know, Afro Samurai, Ghost in the Shell, both IPs have come to American culture, you know, with uh, uh, Samuel L. Jackson. And I think, uh, was it, uh, I forgot that actress name. But yeah, yeah. So you guys are definitely have the resources, you know, and the the the, the company to really roll out something big here. Can you tell us, you know, a little bit about the token that's coming out? Like what, because right now the meta in, in, in NFT land is always what's the new meta, right? What's the new trend? Everyone's gonna jam it in. Uh, I don't think that you guys are just doing it, you know, without a lot of thought. So I know that there is a token coming out, and I believe it's it's the manga one, right? It's not the anim- anime Suzuki, right? <laughs> mm, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So uh, can you tell us? Um, uh, we saw what board apes ha- what board apes is trying to do. launch a token. It, it fell flat, you know, and you know I imagine that not many people want that to happen, right? They want mm. success. They want it to serve a purpose. Uh, definitely makes sense in terms of loyalty. Uh, definitely for anime, I would see in terms of digital. Can can you tell us a little bit about that and how it kind of fits in the whole ecosystem? Yeah, definitely. I I think I mean I'm going to be careful how much I talk about here, just primarily because uh, you know try to stay out of jail. I think that's probably the main thing. So <laughs> maybe <edit> that <laughs> um, but the the foundation, the foundation side of things is interesting. I, mean, I think that all official announcements come out of the foundation, but um, you know, Animoka Japan, uh, Animoka uh, HQ, San Francisco, we've all come together as initial uh, strategic, strategic launch partners for the Anime Foundation. Uh, mm. And the initiative for the foundation ultimately is to build out an ecosystem to power global anime culture. Uh, what that actually means is there's going to be several products that will build an ecosystem to essentially. Uh, do multiple things that are, will be beneficial not only for consumers, uh, for anime fans, but also to also find value back uh, and, and give value back to the industry as well. 
Um, one of the things I can talk about, I guess, is, uh, you know, building out, I guess, anime reputation, uh, you know, as a, as a metric for uh, trying to measure, you know, us as consumers, uh, trying to find, you know, ways to, to look at on-chain metrics to uh, also give uh, other platforms a way to leverage from to also enhance uh, experiences. Uh, but also potentially to let's say token gate uh, their own experiences. Um, but you know, if we think about uh, some of the on-chain metrics that's built today, there's a lot of farming going on. But you know, there's also a lot of other things that we do as consumers. Like we watch, you know, we watch Netflix or we watch Crunchyroll. You know, we we read manga or we might buy uh, you know figurines or we might go to conventions. Uh, you know, or we might even just you know commission artwork. Uh, you know, as a fan, how do you actually measure that? You know, and there could be multiple different sources, both Web two and Web three, in which you're contributing to that. Um, so, you know, if you were to find the aggregate of that score, what would that aggregate look like? You know, and you know, should you, uh, you know, a lot of provenance these days is always is more is mainly based based around you know how much money someone might actually have or how much they've actually spent. But that's not the only metric, right? That provenance of actual value of, of, of what you purchase isn't doesn't necessarily determine that you're actually a massive consumer of anime. Uh, so having a system that can actually look at that and can act more accurately reward that both to consumer and industry and, you know, uh, studios or publishers and, um, you know, it, it opens up a lot of doors, you know, and it's, it's one way to use that technology as well that we're all so excited about to, uh, you know, have, you know, on-chain data that can actually, you know, truly represent what a person's fandom actually looks like on, on chain. Um, so that is one thing that that's pretty exciting. Um, and the, the the other, I guess, exciting part about it is at the moment, we have a lot of Web3 data that's getting uh, put on chain, you know, like it's all about Web3 projects, it's all about dApps, it's all about DeFi and, and all that sort of stuff. But we don't have as many Web2 platforms mm. and two data entering that, you know, so uh, we've got some announcements coming out where we're going to be trying to do more of that. You know, how do we get more of what we're doing outside of Web3 on chain? Uh, so that we can actually get this data uh, in ways that can be, you know, a lot more uh, valuable to, to us as consumers. Yeah, that's a that's great. I I actually have a personal experience, you know, from that. You know, I go to a lot of cons, wait in a lot of lines for a lot of, you know, physical <laughs> goods, and you know, if there was a way to measure loyalty, I think, you know, like you mentioned, on chain or off or for Web two, that's that would be great because you know a lot of people spend a lot of time and energy. But at least with Web3, you can track somewhat of, you know, a loyalty and, and you know, uh, provide some upside with a little piece of ownership, you know, whatever, you, if it's even called ownership. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's awesome. It makes a lot of sense to me. I'm excited to, you know, to see that roll out. Um, well, I, I have a lot more questions, but we're going to save that for like round two because we're just going to dive deeper and deeper here. Uh, last question to wrap things up um, is, you know, what, what do you have in store for the rest of the year? What does success look like for you guys in 2024? Yeah, uh, I mean, we're, we're working, uh, like, we're really excited about the PFP because I think, again, like, it's something that we, we've we been looking forward to. Uh, we've been very pedantic about the art, so that's one thing as well uh, as sort of anime fans that like we want to, uh, obviously, I'm repping in Azuki now, but I'm going to have to change it at some point to represent the community. Um, so I'm excited about that, but at the same time, too, a bit formal. All right, everyone, we had a little hiccup with power, but we got DT back, which is great. He was busy answering, you know, how he was going to close out, you know, the year. But you guys... Um, we were, we're so happy to have DT. We're going to have him back on in the future. But DT, tell us where we can find you guys and where you, where we can connect with you best. Is it Webox? Is it Collections? Is it San Francisco? How, how do people connect in and follow the project? 
Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, sorry about before as well. Um, but the yeah, connect uh, via Twitter. Twitter is usually the best place. Uh, but jump into our Discord as well. So uh, the community is pretty active. Uh, Young jumped in there a fair bit. I jump in from time to time. Uh, we have an a, like we have a channel in there where we just people can ask questions and we'll jump in to answer them uh, every few days. Uh, but yeah, Twitter is usually the best place. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited to come back on at some point and and uh, continue to share more. I know today's been a bit rushed, but uh, excited to talk about all this stuff as usual. Awesome. We know that you're just getting started. Literally, your vision project hasn't been launched yet uh, and, the, and the token that we talked about. So yeah, we're definitely going to have you back on for sure. So thank <laughs> you so much for hopping on. No, I appreciate all the support. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. Bye. Bye.